Talking. Check, 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 check. <laughs> this is fun. It's fun. I'm like, should we always do this every I time know. we talk? Honestly, just every single conversation. Just the mics on. Seriously. All right, let me intro us. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Girls Camp. I'm Haley Rawl, your host, and I am hanging with my bestie, McKenna. Hi. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to intro you. Okay. I'm shy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Kenna, McKenna Petty Mm -hmm. is the bassist in a very successful, popular band called the Aces. So sweet. They have headline toured all across the US, toured in Europe, and just released their first single from their upcoming fourth. Is it your fourth album? Third. Third album. Yeah. Okay. And it's coming out in June. Mm-hmm. June 2nd. If you haven't listened to them yet, what are you doing? You need to listen. <laughs> On top of being a very talented musician, Kenna is a wonderful cook. She's a dog mom mm. to a sweet pup, Nori. And she's one of my best friends. I love you. I love you. That was such a good intro. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited to be talking with you. I feel like we are always having conversations about Mormonism and spirituality, and I'm excited to actually be recording one. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks I feel me. like you're one of the people who, the years leading up to this, we would have conversations, and I'm like, oh, we just need to record this I and know. like put it online. We were talking about that. Like, I feel like in the midst of the pandemic, while we were all in our faith mm-hmm. crises, we were like, we just need to put mics up because these conversations are gold. Seriously. I know. We So Kenna and I are actually going to be talking talking today about spirituality. So kind of rediscovering your spiritual self and navigating spirituality once you've left Mormonism. And you were over like a week ago and we were talking on my couch and we kept being like, wait, should we stop? Like, yeah, like we got to save yes. that. We're like, wait, don't say that. Cause like we should put that on the podcast. I was also kind of high that night. Oh, really? So I, I was didn't like, know that. were you sober? I think so. Okay, yeah. good. Because I was like, I wonder if that was like as profound as it felt. No, it was profound. Okay, good. It was so profound. Good. We'll try and recreate that. Get back here into today. that. Yeah. Get that back mindset. into that mindset. I'm not high, but I'll do my best. I'm really excited to talk about this topic with you specifically because Mm. there's so much to get into with spirituality and you and I have been kind of on that journey together. So I think it's going to be a fun conversation. The first question I want to ask you, I'm curious what you think of when you think of spirituality, like what does spirituality even mean to you now? Mm. That's a really good question. It's been really interesting navigating like leaving Mormonism and there's so many like terms and like words that we were taught in that Mm -hmm. through that lens Mm -hmm. but Mormonism doesn't own those like spirituality and I even was thinking a lot about faith I was reading this agnostic book and she like talks a lot about faith faith in a non-religious perspective but it's hard to like not feel like those words you know belong to that church and to that in the way in the context that we were taught them absolutely but I think that I've I've kind of had to go through like a lot of phases to like get to a point where I feel like more comfortable in my spirituality and to me now I think it just means I think it's like my relationship with myself honestly Mm. 
like more than anything. Like I feel like it's kind of that journey that I've been on with myself and like learning more about myself and loving myself more and like kind of just getting closer to myself feels like that's my like spirituality. Yeah. And also the experiences I have with like my tribe and like my community and the people that I really care about and are close to me. Yeah. I feel like it's that thing you can't define that you feel with yourself and you feel with others. Yes. Yes. I love that you said your relationship with yourself because back to your point about our whole concept of spirituality is so rooted in Mormonism because we were both brought up in Mormonism. And to me in Mormonism, spirituality was always connected to something else. Yeah. So there was an authority figure or even God kind of as an authority figure or even the Holy Ghost, right? Like in Mormonism, the Holy Ghost is almost synonymous with spirituality. So to feel spiritual, you're connecting with this being the Holy Ghost. And it's been really interesting because I feel similar to you. I haven't really thought of it as well as you said it, but it's been really cool to shift into a more centered spirituality that feels centered around myself and my own soul and what feels good to me and what feels whole and connected to me personally. I love that. And it feels like a reclaiming of that like authority of I can feel spiritual however I want to. Like I can connect to spirituality literally however I want to. Yeah. And I feel like it is different for everyone. I don't know if you want me to talk more about like my individual faith journey at all, but I feel like for me, I like never understood spirituality in the context of like the Holy Ghost and relationship with the Heavenly Father. It didn't really make sense to me. Mm. And I had so much shame around that Mm. because it just like didn't feel right. Like my whole life, I just felt like I was kind of like trying to like feel the thing that I was supposed to feel that like everyone was talking about. Yeah. And yeah, like obviously that created like a bunch of shame, but it feels like now I can like do it in the way I was always like wanting to do it. Yeah. That you were kind of like being pulled to do it, but felt like it was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, because we've talked about this before, but do you feel like you ever felt connected to spirituality in the Mormon church? Like, was there anything within Mormonism that you did connect to spiritually or not really at all? Can I give a little context? Yeah. 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 Please. Growing up and stuff. I grew up in Orem, center of Mormonism, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Utah County. I feel like my family... It wasn't the quintessential Mormon family. Like, we've bonded over this a lot, too. Like, my parents had a really tumultuous marriage, and there was, like, a lot of trauma and abuse, and they got divorced when I was 10, and I feel like that was kind of the beginning of just, like, feeling like I didn't fit in, but Mm -hmm. I always kind of didn't before because I could tell and sense that my family was, like, really different than the other Mormon families in our neighborhood. From the divorce, we saw, like, the like service side of the church a lot. So I feel like growing up, that was my experience with the church. The young men and young women would come and like redo all of the siding on our house. We would get our food from the Bishop's storehouse and received a lot of like financial support from the church. That was the thing that I felt connected to and like grateful for, for the church and almost like indebted to the church in a way, like Mm -hmm. all growing up. That was like my experience. Like, wow, this is a really good thing because it's like saving us from all these bad things. Yeah. In a really like tangible way. It's helpful. And I'm still like so grateful for that. And I think that is like a really cool side of 
you know, the church and had a good experience in that way, um, growing up in it. But yeah, I feel like it was more just the community that I felt connected to. And I feel like, I feel like I made a lot of my decisions like based off of the culture, Mm -hmm. the reward and the like acceptance I felt from that. Yeah. So I feel like that's like what felt good to me about being in the church. I remember like really trying to like, like I read the Book of Mormon, I did the things and like tried praying and tried going to the temple and doing those things. And it just like, I never felt like I had a spiritual experience in the church that I like want, I really wanted to, like, I remember really wanting to have those experiences that people talked about, but like I never did. So when I was 18, that's when I kind of really started to question things and had a lot of friends leaving and my wheels kind of got turning. But when I was really like praying and trying to feel connected and like really trying to get an answer, like all of the, the feeling that I felt like I was supposed to have when I was in the church, like what you would call like the Holy ghost was a confirmation that I like shouldn't care about the church as much. Interesting. Like I had a really profound experience when we were working on some music and we were going to talk more about religion. It was like, I was really scared about it. And like, it's so funny. I talk about it with the girls now and we like, we, we think back on that and it's just so funny that that was like such a big deal. Yeah. Cause it's so different. Now. It's just so different now, yeah. but I was really struggling and feeling like really not okay about it. Cause you were going to talk about religion in your music. Yeah. yeah. And like, not your like most positive way. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of when we were all navigating, like kind of being in different spots, which is really hard. And so that was just like hard on top of it all. We, I think I've told you this story before with that song. It was the love in his Bible song, which is so oh, funny because it's yeah. like seriously not even a big yeah. deal. Yeah. 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 But it felt like so crazy to me yeah. like as oh, wow. just like a young Mormon girly yeah. that was like so worried about what my family thought and what my friends that were Mormon thought. Mm-hmm. But I had like a really spiritual experience, basically a thought coming to me of just being like, it literally doesn't matter. You need to like worry more about like caring about people and like Mm. really empathizing with people and being there for people who are struggling and kind of the opposite of what I feel like the enzyme story would be for a situation like (laughs) that. anti-enzyme. Yeah. Like all of the answers I was getting internally were like literally (laughs) anti-enzyme of like, no, it's not like I have to like leave the band and like stand up for Uh like, you know, those stories of like the football players that like wouldn't play on Sunday. That's literally what I thought of. Yeah. That's literally it. Like, I felt like I was going to have to do something like that. And then, like, the whole team bus, like, crashes on the way to the game or whatever. So crazy. But, yeah, I just, I feel like I started having a lot of experiences like that where it's like, wait, this is weird because this isn't what I was taught, the answer I was supposed to get. Like, this is opposite. Yeah. And so it kind of made me feel, like, even more, more confused, but also more sure of myself I started leaning into more of those like feelings that I was having of like oh this feels important yeah just Sorry, like your long way to no, answer no no your no I think that's so good that's so interesting because I think when you have intuition and you feel what you were just saying like those answers yeah that in the church we would say like oh the whisperings of the holy ghost or like whatever we might yeah. call it but in reality the most spiritual answers we can get is when we just really tune in with like our own selves our own bodies our own souls and it sounds like you were doing that but like you said it can be so confusing if 
we're taught our whole lives, you are going to have spiritual confirmations that the Book of Mormon is true, Mm -hmm. that you should stay in the church, that the temple is good and right. And so then to feel your intuition be saying like, wait, this doesn't feel good, but I've been told it should feel good is really crazy. such a trip. And honestly, I'm just connecting these all now because the biggest thing that happened in that realm Mm. that like ultimately is what like pushed me to like really leave was my experience in the temple. Yeah. It's so hard too, because those, when you have those experiences and you're not getting the experience that you're taught you're supposed to have, it, it created so much shame for me, Mm. which like I'm still working through and I had to do so much therapy around. But yeah, when I went through the temple, I felt like I kind of needed to like do it all to just like say that I experienced it Mm -hmm. and kind of see how that experience would be. Mm -hmm. But at that point I was like really nervous. We were getting married and I like really didn't feel like I had any other option. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, like, you know, we were like best friends at that point. Yeah. And just like with pressure from family and just culturally, it's just like a really, that's just what you do. Like you just get married in the temple. Yeah. So when that time came, it was like, I was still kind of living like a progressive Mormon nuanced life and like kind of trying to to make things work. Mm -hmm. But I went through like two weeks before we got married and just had like a really terrible experience. Mm -hmm. And it was super traumatic. Yeah. (laughs) And just not at all what I was taught I was going to feel. Like I remember like really trying to like feel what I was supposed to feel. Yeah. It's not like you went in there being like, oh, like who cares? Like we'll see what happens. I'm sure you were looking for something good. Yeah. And and just just the pressure of like having your whole family looking at you and like not feeling good. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of like really performative things in the church and just feeling like I just wasn't doing it right. And Mm -hmm. like something was wrong with me. Like that was just like so traumatic, but also was kind of the last straw of just like, okay, I really didn't have the experience that I was, quote, supposed to have. So, like, let's really look at this. Like, Mm. what's going on here? Maybe there isn't something wrong with me. Like, maybe maybe there's this is, like, a bigger thing. And I texted you the next day. Mm -hmm. I was really not. What did I say? Was I? No, you were were, were (laughs) really okay. Yeah, you were okay. We were all. That's what's so special is, like, I feel like we've really been at, like, the same stage. I think so, too. Like, you said exactly what I needed you to say when I was at that stage. That's good to hear. I always hated the temple. I had literally low-grade panic attacks. I was just stressed the whole time I was there for a number of reasons. It's stressful. It's so stressful. (laughs) So stressful. (laughs) Always was like trying to put on the sash so fast. (laughs) And multiple times put like the wrong thing on top of the wrong thing. Everyone's watching you. It's the worst. so long. Always felt like I was going to pass out in front of everyone. Like (laughs) always thought I'm going to faint (laughs) or start my period. Imagine in the white dress on the white. Yeah. I can't. The worst. Anyway, I think probably what I said was something along the lines of the temple's weird. I don't like it. It's okay not to like it. Yeah. It's okay not to understand it. I think you like told me like your grandma like yes. never liked it. My either. Grammy, who is still steadfast like, as they come. Grammy. She grammy always hated the temple. <laughs> but what's so interesting about that is I was still in a place, at least I was saying, 
you know, at least I didn't say, well, you need to pray more, like yeah. study. No, the... you did. You were so sweet. That's nice. And helpful. That's like nice. you were, you and Jack were like the two people I was like, I can talk to them about this. Yeah. You guys were the only people I could talk to about that. That's so crazy. Cause it, it's a really hard, it's a really hard place to be in, in that place because you don't want to talk to people who are like really in the church cause mm-hmm. you know what they're going to say. And you don't want to talk to people that are like really out yeah, cause you true. like aren't ready to hear that yet yeah, either. True. So I feel like I could only talk to like you two that were like in the same stage as That's me in a lot so of ways. That's so true. Yeah. Cause you don't want someone to be like, fuck it. Just yeah. like leave the church. That wouldn't have helped yeah. either. Cause I had a lot of friends during that time that were out and it like was really hard for me to like hear Interesting. that side. Like yeah. I almost like pu- it made me like push harder against it. Yeah. Cause I like was scared of that still. Yep. It's just all in your own time. It is. There's steps too. Yeah. And I feel like what's so fascinating about that place that we were all in is we were saying, okay, I've gone to the temple. It didn't, at least me, I think the temple was more of a like push over the edge for you. I went through the temple before my mission. So I was literally a baby. I was 18 and cause Jackie got married and then I went on a mission. (laughs) So we like had to go through the temple so early, but I remember thinking, I don't like this. This feels confusing. I don't like things that are being said. I don't like how I feel, but I was still more attached to kind of what you were saying before of like, well, this is supposed to be spiritual. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to find the spirituality in it. I'm going to like really dig deep to kind of make it a spiritual experience. And I don't know, the temple is a really interesting one, but looking at Mormonism generally, there are things that are inherently quote spiritual, like being around a group of people who are all doing something that they all think is good and is like service and is, you know, leading to salvation. Like even just the group kind of like mind, the tribe. Yeah. Also like girls camp, like taking you to nature and like singing songs and like having fun and braiding each other's hair. Like women friendships, Mm -hmm. they know what they're doing. Yes. Because (laughs) you feel yeah. yeah, the testimony meetings at girls camp, when like you would sit around the fire and it's like, you better cry yes, as you, you bear your to, testimony. You have to sob. You, you have, have to, to sing sob. together. You feel so connected. You yes. feel, you can feel that outside the church exactly. too. And I think that's what's confusing about it is you think it's happening just because it's in the church. Exactly. When you're that young. Yes. Because those are almost all of your experiences like that are in the church yeah. or very easily connected to the church. Like, oh, I feel good around my family and family is eternal. So on and so forth. Yeah. And the songs, like the music. Yes. Like I was even just looking at my friend's Instagram story today and um, he posted about how he is having a really hard time like grieving these like songs that he was so mm. connected to. Yeah. Like Come Thou Font. And he was like yeah. mentioning these songs and he's like, I didn't know I could like grieve music, but I'm like grieving music right now. Oh, it's so like, true. That's a whole nother thing. Of course, you're going to love like singing songs with all of your neighborhood like it's so cool you like gather with everyone that you live around once a week and like sing songs together yeah that's a beautiful thing yeah totally totally we've already talked about the andrew newberg i think that's his name the armchair expert Oh, i love that podcast it's so good i really love what he said i feel like it's been like a huge light bulb moment for me because he's a neuro a neurologist, a neuroscientist. Yeah, I think they call it like, it's like neurotheology or something. So interesting. Yeah. And he basically has shown like what happens to your brain when you are engaging spiritually. So crazy. So he studies a nun praying and like sees what lights up in her brain or 
someone meditating and essentially he's proven that your brain responds a certain way when you are connecting to something spiritually so he's kind of like scientifically proven spirituality is a real psychological physiological phenomenon and that was so huge for me because I realized with what you're saying about going to church and singing hymns or even reading the book of Mormon those things can light up those spiritual centers in your brain and what I realized that was so healing I'm gonna back up a little bit I feel we've talked about this too but I actually had some pretty significant spiritual experiences yeah, you like did. around reading the book of Mormon yeah. on my mission, things, very typical, actual enzyme, not anti yeah. stories. <laughs> you were doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess <laughs> honestly wish I had anti enzyme stories more, but I have situations like with the book of Mormon, I literally read the book of Mormon, prayed about it and felt really good a really See, strong I feel like that sense. would almost be like harder in a lot of ways yeah. to reconcile. Like I am kind of grateful now that I didn't totally. Have a lot of I was going like to ask that because I feel like there's probably a lot of shame, but then now where, where you are now, you can probably be like, well, I didn't ever connect maybe to it in yeah. that specific way. For me, I've already reconciled that mostly, but hearing this new like neurological perspective was really cool because I realized, okay, I'm a, 12 year old girl I think I seriously read the book of Mormon like cover to cover when I was 12 that's crazy (laughs) which is so crazy that is so insane and prayed about it and I felt so good yeah and my brain was like lighting up that was happening the spiritual centers of my brain were feeling something and then because I had been raised in Mormonism and it was a Mormon practice I took that good feeling and I fit it within the framework totally. that I was, Absolutely. that I knew. That's the lens that you have. Exactly. That makes so much sense to me. And it's so cool and actually gives me honestly more empathy, I think, toward people still in the church totally. because they're still having those experiences, mm-hmm. going to church and singing the hymns, bearing their testimony, all of these things. And then every time they feel spiritual, it's just reinforcing their framework, which is Mormonism, you know? Yeah. I feel like that podcast helped me a lot to just have a more objective view too. Mm -hmm. Cause I feel like I've just been in the anger, mad, whatever Mm -hmm. phase for so long. And like, I'm feeling myself kind of starting to come out of that a little bit and like wanting to like view things a little bit more objectively and like try and understand a little bit more. And that helped me be like, okay, that makes sense. There's something happening. And also it helped me feel like, okay, I can have that outside of the church too. Cause I think that's always a hard thing, even though I didn't have like the intense, like spiritual experiences, like I thought I was supposed to have when I was in it, I still felt like so connected to that community. And that was like my identity. Like that's, that's what we were raised, the lens that we were raised with. And yeah, I feel like that kind of helped me realize like, okay, I can like have those experiences my I can figure out how to make my brain do that yes. like outside of the church yes totally I thought that too it made me realize I can still tap into that spirituality however it feels good yeah I can follow my intuition around where I feel spiritual because it feels good to yeah. feel spiritual but I no longer have to connect that to any framework that is being kind of imposed on me yeah and I feel like one of the things that I've been ruminating on is divorcing spirituality from truth 
there was a time when I was working really hard on detaching spirituality from religion, Mm. which you alluded to this earlier, but for a long time, I couldn't even tap into anything spiritual because it felt too triggering. Yeah, absolutely. It was too attached to Mormonism. So even the word spiritual felt stressful and triggering. Even meditation for a while kind of felt stressful because I kept finding myself like trying to cling on to frameworks as if they were a religion. And like kind of going back to like how you used to do it. Like your brain probably needs some time to like re-process. And taking a lot of time like off from that, now I'm in a place where I'm like, okay, I know spirituality does not equal religion. Religion can be a means to spirituality for some people. It doesn't feel really that way for me. But now I'm realizing even more spirituality doesn't even need to be connected to truth, Mm. like capital T truth. Totally. And I feel like growing up, Mormonism is so truth obsessed. Yeah. Everything is about, did Joseph Smith actually have the vision? Is the Book of Mormon true? And it's so funny because truth in that sense literally could not matter less to me (laughs) it just like doesn't matter yeah but it's cool to understand I can still feel spiritual and have spiritual experiences and it doesn't mean I have to know the truth of anything totally and I think that that's like a hard thing when leaving the church is like we're put in so many like we're put in a box like when we're in the church and it's hard when you leave to not feel like I feel like we're really vulnerable to like being put in another box, Mm. like mindset wise. Yep. Like we want to find the truth and we need to have the answer, but like we don't want to leave one box, like go into another box. And I feel like we see that happen with so many people where it's like now they know that this is true and now they know that this is not true. Yep. And like having such conviction in something, I feel like is so just the same as like being in mm-hmm. the church. Yeah. I'm very and I wary feel really, of conviction. Yeah. I feel like really triggered by any type of conviction, like even outside the church. And I feel like I've found a lot of freedom and happiness so far with just like really leaning into the, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that book, that agnostic book, did you yes, ever read that? No, I read the first couple chapters. I need to definitely revisit that it. book is so, so good. When I was really in it, I, I read that book I read the like when things fall apart, which I know you didn't like love. When things fall apart was when I was in a phase where I was too clingy to a framework Mm. and it was feeling frameworky to where I was at at that time. Because you were viewing it maybe through that lens a little bit more. And so I I feel like it was hard for me just to like let it wash over me because I was trying to like do it right. Yeah. And I want to read that book again because... I feel like I would appreciate it in a very different way. Yeah, I wonder if it would feel different for you. That's actually really interesting to think it could have been part of that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so, it's like the same when you like read, we were always taught this in Mormonism, but like, you're going to get the answer you're looking for. It's like, (laughs) honestly true. But that's the truth, I guess, because (laughs) I feel like it really is just the framework you, you know, read some information is like kind of the experience you have with Mm it. But yeah, what I was saying is that that agnostic book I really loved because she talks a lot about like faith is is doubt in a lot of ways and they like coexist with each other. Mm. Like faith doesn't mean conviction or like knowing like you can't have faith without doubt. And it's more of just like this hope hopefulness, Mm. which I really love. And I feel like I've just like leaned into it and it's been cool to kind of 
redefine some of those words that were taught to us in a different because I remember it was always like doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith where it's like faith and doubt can't exist without each other those are supposed to go together and lean into the I don't know I think is like the most beautiful thing so far you never come to like a truth or an answer and it's so individual too totally yeah one of the things I think about when you're talking about faith and doubt is the afterlife Mm -hmm. or an afterlife and that's one of the things to me where I have very little attachment to what that even looks like or feels like but I have a hope Mm -hmm. that there's something beyond and it's funny because like you were saying even sometimes when I express that to post-Mormons like I feel really silly or like yeah like it seems like one of those things of like well obviously this is all there is or whatever but to me it feels really nice to feel hopeful about that. And I think it's sort of, it fits with how I want to live my life now and kind of what I imagine. It just feels nice, you know? And to me, I'm like, okay, cool. I can hope for something. It doesn't mean I have to search every religious text and find like what the afterlife is and which afterlife is the true one. I just like to think that there is some sort of beyond And it feels hopeful and nice. And that's one of the like facets of spirituality that I I kind of apply that concept to, like you were saying. I love that. And it doesn't feel like it's something that it's like, oh, I know this is what it is and this is how it happens. But I think there's a lot of things we can apply that to where it's like, I'm hopeful of this or this feels right, but it doesn't have to be so much conviction. Yeah. It's hard to leaving like I feel like I've gone through phases where it's like gets kind of dark and like pessimistic and it's like if that makes you feel happier go for it honestly whatever makes you feel like you can do another day honestly like life is hard honestly this world is so messed up like let's just vibe let's vibe believe in whatever you want to believe in seriously because I feel like it does get kind of nihilistic sometimes where it's like that mentality which I think some people end up feeling safer in that space and I can see why you would. But for me, I do think, again, going back to Andrew Newberg's scientific work, spirituality Mm -hmm. is actually really good for people. There was a podcast, I think you recommended it to me. She has a whole body of research that just says spirituality is really, really good for people. People who connect spiritually are far less likely to die by suicide. They have better health outcomes, like pretty insane. Like crazy, like heart disease. Yes. Like outcomes like that. Really crazy. Yeah. And I remember when you were telling me about it, you were, you kept telling me and I kept being like, but religion is bad. And you kept gently being like, oh, but it's not religion. She's talking about spirituality, yeah. not religion. And that was such a shift in my journey too of realizing, oh, spirituality is a thing all of its own. It doesn't have to be organized religion. And spirituality, however you tap into it, is really good for you mentally. Totally, It's like an inward journey, which I'm sure people could get to that in the LDS church. I like really couldn't. Mm -hmm. Like it felt so outer to me. Mm -hmm. Like it felt like I was just performing and like trying to like do everything right and like was worrying just so much about like how people were perceiving me that I felt like I couldn't even like connect to myself. Mm. It's honestly... So sad thinking back. I remember after I went through the temple, I was talking with uh, like a family friend who is kind of this like therapist energy healing lady. I go to real therapy now. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) 
I've been going to real therapy for three years. <laughs> Promise I'm not on some scary <laughs> energy healing shit only. Just but, a little dash of the energy yeah, healing. This was a different time. But I remember being like, I I don't think I have my intuition anymore. I remember talking to her and be like, I think I lost it. Like I think it's wow. gone. Yeah. Like I felt so disconnected from myself in like the scariest way. Literally believed that I had like not listened to my intuition so much that I like lost it. Wow. And just felt so confused and like floating and disconnected. Yeah, I just feel like that was my inward experience when I was in it. But like since leaving and it was really lucky because I started going to therapy like before I like officially left. Like I started like I think during the pandemic, it was like pretty soon after we got married and I was still kind of like in that confused floaty stage. But through doing therapy and just like really like healing all of the trauma from like just growing up and and other like honestly so many things were attached to the church to that experience that was kind of another reason why I like mm-hmm. after doing that and like really starting to unpack things I was like okay I like really have to like leave because I can't I can't like fix my relationship with myself like they're all so combined so and condensed into the same thing yeah. that like I have to step away in order to like literally save myself and like Mm. connect back to myself Mm. and it felt like that was like such a knowing like I knew I had to leave yeah in order to like connect back to myself but since leaving it's just been like this really cool inward journey that I've been able to go on and that's felt like oh this is what I always wanted to feel in the church this is like what I've wanted like this is what I was supposed to feel of just this connection with myself and being able to like meditate and connect to myself in the way that I wanted to which can be as simple as like literally having a spa day and like totally doing a facial having a cozy drink in the morning like that's what I've been doing since I left it's like having a cozy drink reading like a inspiring book journaling I literally couldn't do that stuff when I was in it for some reason Mm -hmm. and I feel like everyone's different but that was cool about the podcast because he talks about that too like everyone does just connect to that in a different way and like some Mm -hmm. people like it to be more mythical and like more um like like ordinances and like kind of like outward Mm. expressions and some people want it to be like really personal Mm. and like intimate and I feel like I'm one of those people that like I really feel like I have to be alone like meditating or like reading or pondering or doing something listening to music like I have to be alone in order to connect to myself in that way yeah so Mormonism just like really was not good for me in that way yeah because it was just so you're just around other people all the time yeah that's so interesting there's a few things I want to respond to the first one is the first thing I want to say is I'm so proud of you we've been so similar on this journey it's really cool to take a step back and be like that's such a huge thing that you did that's really nice and it makes me almost emotional to think there might be someone listening who's like oh, I like actually can do that. Like I don't have to continue to abandon myself to like this thing. And it's just, it's hard. It's not like it was easy for you, but it's so huge. And that's like such a huge thing. I also was thinking as you were talking that it's true. Mormonism, the framework of Mormonism works for some people much better than it works for other people because there's different personalities. There's different connection points, different types of spirituality. And I actually had this light bulb moment when you were talking earlier, but I feel the spirit the most when I read. Mm. And it makes sense that I had such a strong conviction around the truth of the Book of Mormon 
because I just loved reading. And I feel like there were passages, even still to this day, there's passages in the Book of Mormon that really evoke something in me that like make me feel something even just thinking about them because they're beautiful passages. Totally. And that's so cool. Yeah, it's cool. And it's kind of crazy because I was taught one plus one equals two. You read this, you feel this. That means the Book of Mormon is true. Therefore, Joseph Smith is a prophet. Therefore, therefore, <laughs> which is like, well, <laughs> this is kind of a stretch anyway. <laughs> Just like everyone I met on my mission, it was like, well, did you read the Book of Mormon? Did you feel good? Well, if you felt good because yep. you read the Book of Mormon yep. and Joseph Smith was a prophet, then the church is true. Then we have the only priest of authority. Just like so formulaic and crazy (laughs) but I'm realizing that's how I connect spiritually that's how I connect to myself the most and in Mormonism a huge aspect of Mormonism is the Book of Mormon and the Mm, Bible like texts like spiritual texts that's like everything yeah foundation exactly it's kind of nice to think oh like I really was feeling something and I was taught that those feelings equated again the truth of this whole religion but those feelings I felt were still spiritual feelings Mm -hmm. and I can still like honor those I can honor those now in a way that I feel like when I was in certain phases leaving the church I was still confused by those maybe felt a little bit of shame yeah exactly it feels like it gets shamey on the end or like I was duped yeah like how could I have been how could I have been like So, yeah. Exactly. But I think what you're saying is so true with the girls camp stuff. It's like different people connect differently to spirituality. So it only makes sense that we have these really fond, special memories that we like connected to the truth of a doctrine when it never had to mean that. Yeah. That's what's just hard for me about organized religion now as an institution. It's like both of our experiences were so different, but the thing that we share is like we feel shame around something, whether mm-hmm. it was like I felt shame around not having certain experiences. And like now you can like look back and maybe feel a little bit of shame or embarrassment over having certain yep. experiences. It's like spirituality shouldn't make you feel that way. Like yeah. there shouldn't be any shame. That's sort of the opposite of feeling like comfortable True. and connected to yourself. True. And so that's just, that feels like a truth to me. Yep. It's like no shame no one should feel shame yes everyone should just feel happy and connected and I think that's what gets tricky about it is there's so much shame especially within the church yeah and I feel like other religions too or it's just like so that I just feel like that those shouldn't coexist at yes all. and I've been it's not safe one thing I wanted to say too I'm glad you said that authority is such a buzzkill for spirituality 100% it's especially as, as women especially as women Especially when everything, again, like if you feel a certain way and someone's going to tell you why you feel that way and what that means, run far, far away. Run. Like you can figure it out. You know it. The answer is Yeah, you, if someone's you. telling you to like not be yourself or to like abandon yourself in any way, run as far as you yes. can. Yes. That's like literally the biggest red flag. It really <laughs> is. And that's why I feel like even with silly little things like coffee, for example. Yeah. I know that's like a dumb little one to some people. If you like drinking coffee and it feels good and you like how it tastes and you like how it makes you feel, no one should tell you you can't drink coffee. Like it's a silly drink. And I know on both (laughs) ends, people could be like, it's silly either way. But I'm like, that's crazy. That's crazy. For someone who doesn't know you, who doesn't know your body, who doesn't know your life to be like, you shouldn't drink coffee and you know, you should spend your Sunday morning this particular way is just so wild to me now. I mean, from my experience, at least all of those 
rules push me further away from myself. It's mm-hmm. like not being able to explore what do I like? What do I want to do? What do I, it's like, this is what you do. These are the rules. Yep. You don't, you like skip the part of thinking, well, what do I want? Yeah. And so then it just like becomes that muscle you never even works yeah. and it just like almost goes away. Yes. It's relieving. It's like, feels so free. Like you just have so many options. Yes. Like the world is your oyster. Yes. <laughs> it's so true. And it's so crazy because not only do you not practice, what do I want? I feel like I got to a place where it's like, oh, if I want it, it's bad. Mm. it's almost like like you can't the more yeah, I want it the it's more like it's probably evil. wrong yeah like you think about that around sex in the church growing up as a horny teenager and wanting to have like sexual experiences and being taught the more you want it the worse and more evil yeah it is that was something that was so hard for me too like I remember being young having my first like boyfriend and experiences in that way and just being like I just don't, I think we could just have sex. Like, I really <laughs> like, don't what's feel, the big deal? Like, I remember really feeling, like, not bad about anything. Mm, and that made me feel shame. Like, I had so much shame around, like, not feeling what I thought I was supposed to. Yeah. But then now I look back and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I think I was just this way all along, but just had all these other things going on. Yeah, like, all these layers. Which, yeah. like you said, it's crazy because I was feeling very true, very, 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 like, this is literally evil yeah. like close to death that I like <sighs> derfed my boyfriend <laughs> derfing can we do an episode on derfing we need to all we really need we really to. should on all the like derfing floating yes docking docking marinating there's so many what's we the never zipper? we like never did zipper? anything but derfing PSA you we didn't we only derfed right me and you yes oh not <laughs> together but just generally <laughs> I'm like, you and Callan. No, like, you? we yes, didn't do anything farthest. besides yes. surfing with our boyfriends. I did not dock. I did not I float. personally don't know anyone that's docked or marinated or floated, but I would love to know. I, if you're out there, <laughs> please, please slide, slide into my DMs. <laughs> please tell us your experience. <laughs> I need, need to know. We need to know. Is it real? Is it a fable? But it's true. Like, either way, we were feeling shame. Yeah. And I think there's, that's what I, when I think about sex, it's an interesting one because I'm like, yeah, now I have like two girls. I'm like not dying for them to like go have a bunch of sex when yeah. they're in high school. But I'm so excited to teach them like feeling sexual is such a wonderful, amazing, like sex normal feeling. Well, that's the thing too. And I talk about this a lot with my friends who are out of the church now and like even dating. And it's like having sex with a bunch of random people doesn't feel good. That's the truth. Mm. That doesn't mean mm. the church is true and whatever. <laughs> like it doesn't mean anything. It's just like as a human, it's such an intimate thing. And like, totally. obviously everyone's different. Like some people feel so fine and so comfortable and like stoked doing that. For me personally, I feel like I would feel a little more like it feels like such an intimate thing. To totally. Me. totally. And I feel like with my friends that I've talked to who aren't in the church and dating, it's like, yeah, I don't feel good you know doing that with just like whoever yeah that's like an intimate thing and I think yeah everyone feels different differently about that but I think there are a lot of those truths where like yeah it doesn't feel good to drink alcohol every single night and like get like blackout yeah, drunk you're like, just like gonna feel that's sick. just a normal truth of like treating your body right and treating your spirit right and your soul and like totally yeah I just feel like there's so many things outside the church too where like you have to it's kind of confusing do you ever have moments still where you're like maybe this is satan <laughs> totally like maybe we need to talk about that because no, totally. i think that's something that's not really talked about in post yeah. like i still have the 
brainwashing yes. is deep. No, I think that's a really good thing to bring up. I've Bentley and I are going to do an episode on the word of wisdom. Oh, fun. And that's such a huge part of it for me is like, okay, substances are okay to a point. Yeah. And then they're like pure evil or yeah. like you can engage with substances, but it gets complicated because it's like, yeah, you can develop alcoholism. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> that's just, not good. Well, especially us, like we've seen it with yes. family members. We have exactly. like that whole thing going exactly. on. That's stressful. Exactly. But that doesn't mean that there's, I almost separate it in my head as like scientific. Like, mm. yeah, if you ingest too much alcohol or like become an alcoholic, that's not a good thing, but it doesn't, I don't have to attach the morality or that like capital T truth because like a worthiness. Exactly. Because even beyond morality, it's like alcohol is bad because God, the ultimate all powerful being said alcohol was bad. So if I drink alcohol, I am bad, like deep to my core. If if you have sex with like a bunch of people, you're bad. Like that's not what it is. It's just like, if that feels like that's sharing too much or if it feels like, yeah, I don't my body doesn't feel good and that doesn't like make me feel good all the time totally and I think that's where it's tricky it's like we were stripped so much of like tapping into how we feel Mm -hmm. because we were always just like kind of what I was saying doing what we were supposed to do so there was never that like of oh how do I feel about this oh yeah like we I feel like now it's weird doing that as like adults yep trying to like exercise that muscle of getting in touch with yourself and it's so true it can go both ways let's just keep talking about alcohol for example you can say you can like not drink alcohol because you feel shame or you can drink like way more alcohol than you really actually want to yeah because you're still attaching alcohol to like something that it's just not yeah does that make sense totally like you're just assigning more to it than Mm -hmm. there needs to be which then I think strips you of the ability to objectively just be like do I enjoy this does this feel good does this feel like it's helping me be who I want to be have the life I want to have and it can go both ways yeah where you feel like shame so you don't want to do it or you can go maybe overboard even because you aren't practiced and just tapping into like what just feels good. Yeah. Well, and I think that's like the ultimate spirituality thing is like finding out what feels good to you yes. and like trying to practice what feels good to you in that way Yes. and have some kind of like routine or like ritual or like just filling your days with things that make you feel connected to yourself. Absolutely. That leads perfectly into <laughs> my next question. Amazing. I wanted to ask you, you touched on this a little bit, but where now do you feel like you feel most spiritual or what are some of the spiritual practices or rituals or routines that yeah. you have? I've honestly had so many spiritual experiences in therapy, which has been mm. really cool. Really, really special experiences wow. that feel like I get emotional even thinking about it. Inner child work, like I feel like literally crying. Oh, <laughs> I have chills. <laughs> like the experiences I always wanted to have like in the church fully Mm. crying didn't expect to cry I'm feeling it as well I'm also feeling the spirit (laughs) this is girls camp this This is is girls camp Camp. oh my gosh so special we're making it happen really special um just like having really special healing connective experiences with myself like with my therapist yeah has been like so so special and like helping me a lot like figure out just kind of what I think about all these things and just like keeping me really curious I kind of was getting into that place of like 
getting into another box and like not staying curious and like getting kind of pessimistic and so having these like experiences recently of just like feeling really connected to myself and learning a lot about myself and kind of just getting more connected to like me as a child yeah has been like so so special like the most spiritual experiences I've ever had what a cool form of connectedness like connecting to your like younger self yeah that's so cool I'm doing I've done like a lot of EMDR which has been really special and I'm doing this new type of therapy I can't remember what it's called but it's it's like very like visualization and like breath work it's like giving this part of yourself that you're trying to work through like a lot of resources to feel safe Mm. and it's just been like so cool one of the resources um, like the fourth step after doing breath work and doing like these like body like visualization things is like bringing in a benevolent being which I was like so nervous about oh I remember you saying that yeah like I was mortified like we had to do like three therapy sessions like just talking about that step of the therapy because yeah. I was like what if it's like heavenly father like yeah. I don't because like, it's kind of this inner battle in between me now and like me as a younger that's Crazy. like what this is. It's like there's these parts of myself that I'm trying to like figure out. Yeah. But I was so nervous about that because me now like would feel crazy about that. But did it. It was beautiful. It was like not Heavenly Father. Thank Good. you. <laughs> Thank you, young me. It was actually like really cool to like I f- it was like this really connecting experience with like a feminine divine cool. situation. Oh, cool. It's like, yeah, I can tell you more about it um offline but like it was just like so so cool wow and cool too to just like realize like as a young girl I like really did feel like I didn't have representation in the church Mm. like I really did like yearn for like kind of a female yeah divine even as a child yeah even as a child and it felt like so true to me and I feel like I didn't realize that experience obviously as a child you don't realize that experience is happening yeah but me now, like, looking back, like, that feels really true that I did feel like there wasn't, like, something there for me to connect to. Yeah. So that's been, like, so, so special. Highly recommend finding a good therapist. That's, yeah, like, damn. helped me so, so much. I just don't know what I w- would, where I'd be without her. Yeah. Like, I feel like my therapist, she was with me before I even, like, officially left. And, like, just having her along the way. Incredible. Was so helpful. She's given me a lot of tools, meditation, visualization, breath work stuff Mm -hmm. that I really respond well to. Besides that, just being in nature, I'm reading this really cool book called Sacred Nature, where she kind of breaks down all these different types of religions and canons where they like talk about nature and like how nature's always been like a part of like every religion and super cool, super divine. And so like that's been really cool to read about. And I've just always like naturally felt super connected to myself and like something greater in nature, staying open and curious, like reading a lot of books and just like being with my friends, like being in like big groups of people you feel safe with Mm -hmm. is always the time I feel like the most spiritual too. Same. Like doing this, like having real conversations is like has always been the thing that like I love so much. Totally. I love all of that. This is what makes me so stoked to be talking about this publicly because I don't know. I just feel like there's not enough said about how fucking cool it is yeah. to all of a sudden just have 
this world available to it's you. It's honestly the most exciting, it's like so exciting. freeing thing. Yes. Like I feel like a kid. Like I feel like you just have so many options. You can do literally whatever the hell you want. Yep. Which like it's the opposite of like how you're raised. Yes. But you can like just do what you want. Yeah. Like we can just like go and like meditate yes. together. <laughs> and like feel good about it. Yeah. There there's literally a world available to you. So many things that we've deemed as inherently bad can actually not be oh yeah and to what you were saying for me where I most happen to spirituality like I said is reading books Mm -hmm. literally going to the Vasa in Saratoga Springs incredible literally yeah connecting with your body connecting with my body body, feeling strong like being around people who are all doing something for themselves the ritual of waking up in the morning and having my pre-workout and going (laughs) to the gym like seriously it's it's a spiritual experience for me And one thing I wanted to touch on with that, which I think you spoke to as well, is I don't want to get like toxic positivity-y, but I do feel like investing in yourself and doing things that feel good and investing in self-care and doing your best to just take care of yourself, whatever that looks like, really does give you a sense of well-being and helps you feel more consistently spiritual. I totally agree. I'm in a space right now where I'm consistently exercising. I'm nourishing my body better than I have in a long time. And I just feel good. Yeah. And when I feel good, I feel more connected to goodness. The body and soul are so connected. Yes, like they you really have are. to be taking care of both. The body's a temple. The body's a temple. Your bodies are temples, everyone. <laughs> also, I thought of another another big one for me of like where I felt the spirit Mm. your first question that you asked was with the band like that was the biggest thing too that like I really started as I started having more experiences as we were touring as we were like really connecting with these like incredible fans that were like seriously struggling like a lot of the time from the dark side of religion yeah a lot of people who are gay who are trans who like really don't fit in Mm. those were the experiences where like it felt so deeply connecting and moving for me yeah that were like completely opposite of what the church promotes yeah that was like kind of the tipping point for me as well and then also just concerts like performing and being in a group like playing music with the girls is like still like one of the the like most spiritual places for me and like being able to to play concerts to connect to people in real time in that way was like so huge for me too felt the spirit way more than I ever did like going to church honestly so cool especially because the aces the music that a lot of your music is about like overcoming these things and like becoming like comfortable with yourselves and like speaking openly about love that's not the heterosexual like typical love that you know we grew up thinking was the right way to love so being able to literally shout that from the rooftops to people who are like in such desperate need of hearing that yeah it's so incredible kind of brings me back to like what when we were talking about like what is like spirituality for you and I feel like it is just that it's like healing Mm. like because I was talking about therapy and like all these different things, like any sort of healing, whether it's like us having a conversation like this feels so healing to me to yeah. be able to like connect over things, yeah. like talk about things that were hard, going to therapy, going to concerts, like anything like that where you're like healing and growing. Oh, I'm like connected to my soul. Like totally. this feels right. Totally. And I love that aspect of the connectedness. Like I was just thinking when you were saying that, like there's nothing more spiritual than having someone reach out and be like hey like 
thanks so much for saying this. Like I needed to hear that. Yeah. And it's that connectedness, that totally. healing. And when you're doing it with like a group, it's like just this incredible power that comes with like that. Our group during the pandemic, like we were all going through it at the same time. Like that will forever be like one of the most special times of my life. Totally. When we were just like all able to sit down in real time and like process yes. with each other and be there for each other. That's why I feel so happy that you're doing and proud of you for doing this podcast. Thanks. Cause I feel like I had you guys mm. and I don't know like what it would be like if I didn't. Yeah, and if you're the same out way. there and like don't have friends like that, like there's so many people that are going through the same thing as you and just like being able to create this community, I feel like is so special for Amen. people. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. One immensely spiritual experience for me is just sitting down around a dinner table with a meal that you prepared. Oh. <laughs> And Honestly, a treat, a gluten-free a gluten, treat. A GFDF. All screen. Minimalist baker treat. Yes. That's one of the most spiritual. That? That's another one. It's communal Mm -hmm. like honestly food literally is food so might be the most spiritual one like brings so much joy to me and now being able to experience having a really nice meal with like a beautiful glass of wine brings me so much happiness yep. to do that every now and then yes honestly I feel like substances back to the substance thing like really for me have helped me tune into myself in a way that I never was absolutely. able to before absolutely in like a really beautiful true way and I always viewed substances as like oh it'll remove you from yourself mm, yeah and I actually feel like I've felt like more connection to myself and to others like and I feel like others, you yes. have really special experiences yep. when you're in that place where you're yep. a little un uninhibited and like yes able to connect a little bit yes. more it's like really special that's why I want my mom to drink a glass of wine no come on moms <laughs> get drunk and just another, like smoke a little weed yeah so cozy. I know for real another interesting thing that I wanted to talk about with you there's a lot another box that I feel like there is with like post-mormon spirituality is I feel like there's a lot of talk of like psychedelics being like the answer like mm. the truth in mm. post-mormonism mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and that's always felt kind of tricky for me because mm. like I've had psychedelic experiences and like had amazing experiences and like I feel like you can really connect to yourself in that way but I feel like it might be cool to talk about how there's like so many ways to like do it in tandem with that yeah and not that being like the only way yeah. and the only truth because I feel like the experience that I had, if I would have had that kind of just on its own without like all the other therapy and all the other stuff that I did, it would have felt like even more confusing and maybe even a little traumatic. Yeah. Interesting. So I feel like there's a lot of talk of that being like the thing yes. that you have to do. I think that's such a good point because it's just goes to show like there's not a magic bullet. There's exactly. no like perfect formula. Yeah. Again, like be wary of anyone who tells you that there is even me, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, like <laughs> if that's what this felt like, like that's not what I want it to feel like because it's not a perfect formula thing. Like, yeah, I might feel a spirit at Vasa. You might feel it at yoga or you or like sleeping in until <laughs> 1030 every single day. You yeah. know, it's truly different for everyone. And there are these tools and there's also like, duh, like science that says certain things are probably going to make you feel better. But I do think that's again the beauty of it is mm -hmm. like there's no protocol there's no person telling you like this is what you've got to do and it's great if you tap into all these different things but to me that's what makes life so exciting from this point on is like who knows right now 
certain type of self-help stuff is like really connecting with me yeah and five years from now it might be a totally different you type. go it ebbs and flows like exactly. you go through so many phases exactly. and I feel like there are phases like where yeah like something like substances or psychedelics is like what's right for you yeah and then there's phases when it's not and totally just like yeah I think anyone telling you that there's like one thing to do or if this is the answer just like be weary that's what I've learned Joseph Smith yeah did it <laughs> beware of the joseph smiths of yeah. our times yeah. seriously though like some yeah. of that stuff gets a little crazy like that like, yeah i'm not even kidding no like, absolutely because i i feel like that's something i've been feeling lately like i feel like there's so much talk in the post-mormon space yeah. like this is the answer yep. and that just like feels you've got to do tricky. this to like be okay yeah yep i absolutely agree i could talk with you for literally ever same we probably will I when know. i end the recording I know. <laughs> but i'm so glad you came on we had a little i actually drove to kenna's house a few days ago and my equipment didn't work yada 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 we've been trying to make this happen we've been trying to make it happen i'm so glad we did one of the truths or the spiritual principles that i think i still kind of abide by i've been thinking about as we were talking is i still think that i think that everything happens for a reason. Yeah, I think I do too. I think so. Yeah. I've been like thinking about that and wondering if I, that's true that I think that, but I think I do feel that way. Yeah, I definitely feel that and way. And it's fun to kind of just like look back and and I think a lot of that is a choice to like see. I'm just thinking about, I'm like, I'm so glad this conversation is happening now. I know. You know? I feel like it would have been completely different yeah. if we would have had it that day. Yeah. It, it would have also been great, different. but yeah. it's just nice. And like, again, that's one of those Mormon things that I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I still believe that in a very different context. But Which I think it's another thing. It's totally fine to take some things that you believe. Absolutely. Like I even sometimes notice myself just clicking into like, all of a sudden singing I'm a child of God in my head because yeah. it comforts me because I've been doing that since I was yeah, two and it's totally. like okay whatever yeah. like we <laughs> it's fine this is what we're dealing with we can't <laughs> yeah. like alt delete the past so the, we'll just let this it run is what we got we'll this, let it run in the brain sometimes this is our programming and if it makes us feel good what whatever. can we say yeah no absolutely I find myself thinking stuff like that all the time where I'm like well that's the Mormonism in me and it's actually really healing to yeah. be able to reapply those things and be like it's okay yeah. like I know some people who fully don't believe in God but pray to a heavenly father because that's just like the words that come and absolutely I'm like, fantastic when I'm in crisis that's usually what happens yeah. and I feel like there's no shame in that no and it's honestly kind of a nice thing because you can when you get to a point where you can detach all the trauma from it and mm-hmm. just be like well this is like who I am and how I connect and it's okay it's actually a really nice thing yeah I agree <laughs> I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't want to end. I know. Have me back. I will. We'll oh do my another gosh. one. Absolutely will. Okay. I'm good. sure <laughs> the the listeners will be dying for I love you, you all to come already. back. <laughs> I kind of want to have you and Callan on too. That I think would be, be fun. fun. Callan would be a very good guest. Oh yeah, he'd be a good hang. Callan is Kenna's husband. I don't know if we've addressed that. He's but great. He'd you be guys a good love hang. him. Thanks for listening, everyone. Love you all. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. G I R L S C.